The scripture lesson this morning comes from 1 Kings, the 19th chapter, verses 9 through 13. There he came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by in a great and strong wind, tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. This is the word of the Lord. Today we're beginning a new series here at Central on how we experience God through the five senses. And right now we're about to start focusing on how it is that we experience God through hearing. This is one of the strongest ways that we experience God, whether it's in worship or in our everyday life. But this can also be one of the trickiest ways that we experience God outside of a designated worship setting. See, this is one of the things that, as a pastor, I'm asked about a lot. How do I know what God is calling me to do? How can I tell if God is speaking to me? How can I tell if what God is calling me to do is actually what God is calling me to do, or if it's just what I hope God is calling me to do? Sometimes it's hard to tell whether or not God has spoken to us or if it's something that comes from us. So when we encounter these times, whether it's difficult to tell whether God has spoken to us or not, or we need to figure out how it is that we should listen to the voice of God, it's good for us to look to the people in the Bible to whom God has already spoken. We can look at them as an example. This passage from 1 Kings gives us a great example of the way that we can hear God. We've got a story of Elijah who is so put out with everybody and everything going on around him that he just does not know where else to turn. So he goes to an empty cave in the side of a mountain and he cries out all alone to God. I know that many of us can relate to Elijah at this point. We've just got so much stuff going on around us, so many things on our to-do list, so many people competing for our attention, so many things that we have to do in our lives that we just need to get away sometimes. We just need to hear from God, and we've got to figure out how to do that. There's so much noise, so much confusion, so much stuff around us. We just have to get away. And sometimes it makes me wonder if I could even hear God with everything else going on, if He even spoke anyway. So we just need to go find our cave in the side of a mountain. We need to just take a step away from everything and everyone competing for our attention and spend some quiet time alone with God. This is the first step in hearing God. Now there's another part to this. We have to figure out what a cave actually is. Sometimes that can be a little confusing too. Sometimes a cave looks a lot like a worship service, and that's good. Those caves are great because they allow us to experience God with other people. They allow God to speak to us in the presence of other people. Now the reason that we can all be around one another in these caves and still hear God, is because our collective mindset is all focused on worshiping God. We're not all focused on something else. This thing over here, and this thing over here, and this thing over here. We're all gathered together right now 
to focus on worshiping God. And this is a good cave to hear from God in. These are great caves because they're large enough that we don't have to encounter God alone. They're large enough we can hear God through music, through scripture, through liturgy, whatever that may look like. And a lot of times when we enter these caves to hear what God has to say to us, we're going to be hearing God speak to us through other people who are being empowered by the Holy Spirit. But what do we do if we need to hear from God, and what we need to hear from God just isn't being spoken to us right then in a designated worship setting? How do we hear God speak to us when we're out and about in the midst of our daily routine outside of these walls? A lot of times, we want to hear that loud, clear, booming voice from heaven that tells us that what we are hearing is exactly coming from God. But a lot of times it doesn't work like that. In my experience, it almost never happens like that. It can, but almost never does it happen this way. It sure would make life a lot more simple if it did, though, right? If we could just see the clouds part and we'd hear a big, booming voice from heaven that got our attention, we would know exactly what we needed to do. But God doesn't always speak to us like that in that loud, booming voice. And here is why I think God doesn't do that. We have so much noise going on in our lives, so many things competing for our attention, that we often block out loud noises that we otherwise shouldn't be able to block out. I was reading an article not too long ago about communicating to a group of people. And the author mentioned that if you really want to communicate a particular point, you want to stress a particular point to that group of people that you're speaking to, in the midst of a speech, you just have to slow down what you're saying and start saying it a lot more quietly, almost to a whisper. And an interesting thing happens when you do that. And I've done it before, just to play around with people and and see if it works. And it does. When you start getting in the midst of a speech, and you start slowing down what you're saying in that cadence, and you start speaking a little more quietly, you start drawing the people in who had zoned out who are blocking out everything you were saying before, they start leaning forward, wanting to hear exactly what it is that you're saying. I don't know why they do that. It's just what we do. And sometimes the only way we can hear the voice of God, the only way He can get us to hear His voice above all the other noises, is for Him to slow down what it is that He's saying to us and start speaking just a little more quietly. Almost to a whisper. Sometimes we're listening for a big, loud, booming voice. And God's trying to whisper straight into our hearts what it is that He needs for us to hear. That's what Elijah experienced in this cave. Elijah was looking for God as he stood on the face of this mountain. He was waiting to hear this booming voice from God. He wanted a huge sign that he could not mistake. So God passed by. And a great wind came about. Such a great wind that it tore the side of the mountain off. Could you imagine? You're standing on the side of this mountain waiting for God to do something. And you get a huge wind that comes out of nowhere and it rips the side of the mountain off. But God wasn't in the wind. And when the wind died down, the earth started to tremble beneath Elijah's feet. It started shaking the mountain. And Elijah was thinking, is this it? Is this it, God? But God wasn't in the earthquake. And when the earth stopped trembling, there came a big fire right there in front of Elijah. And Elijah watched the fire and he was thinking, is this you, God? Is this the sign that I'm waiting for? And as he watched that fire burn, 
God wasn't in the fire. He couldn't see God in that big, big sign. And after that fire died down, after that fire, Elijah heard it. The sound of a low whisper. That still, small voice. Folks, Elijah was looking for a big sign. He was looking for God to do something miraculous, to tell him exactly what he needed to do next. And I don't know if these three things, this, this wind, this earthquake, this fire, I don't know if these happened and if they were supposed to tell Elijah anything useful or not. I like to think that they happened because God was using them to show Elijah just how powerful that still, small voice can be. How much more that still, small voice can tell us than something as big as an earthquake or, or something as strong as a wind that pulls the side of a mountain apart or something as strong as a fire that happens out of nowhere. I think he was telling Elijah, my voice is so much stronger than all of these things. My voice, it works a little differently. I think he was telling him that when one of his children is crying out and needs to know that God is there, that still small voice can do more for them than anything else. Our lives are no different. I'm not saying that God can't move a mountain to give us some direction. What I am saying is that a mountain being moved isn't always the way that God operates. Sometimes the loudest and the clearest that God can speak is in a small whisper to our hearts. Sometimes we have to go to a cave, whatever that may look like for us, away from all of the distractions around us, and wait for God to whisper. And then we just have to wait. And we have to figure out what that whisper is saying specifically for us. Now, God's speaking to our hearts, right? And I think this is why we have so much trouble figuring out what it is that God is telling us. If He's speaking to our hearts and not our minds, we've got to listen a little differently. If God is speaking to our hearts instead of our ears, we've got to get our hearts ready to be able to hear God. Think about it this way. You wouldn't attend a concert and put earmuffs on before you walk in and expect to hear what the concert is saying or singing, or whatever the music may be. If you want to know what's going to be said on the radio, you don't put earplugs in before you turn the radio on. So when we go to God asking for advice, or help, or guidance, or direction, or whatever it may be, we need to make sure that we don't have earmuffs on our hearts. We need to make sure that we have taken the earplugs out of our heart if we expect to hear clearly what it is that God is saying to us. You can still hear some of what's going on on the radio if you've got earplugs in, but you just aren't going to be able to decipher exactly what is being said. It's the same way with God. Listening to God's voice is no different. If our hearts are not prepared to receive God's Word, we may hear God saying something. And that may be what causes the confusion because we hear God speaking, but we haven't taken those earmuffs off our heart and we can't decipher those words very clearly. So if we're supposed to listen with our hearts, how do we get our hearts prepared to hear God's Word? The simple answer is grace, forgiveness, and love. One of the biggest hurdles to being able to hear what it is that God is telling us is our own pride. Our pride gets in the way, and it is one of the biggest earmuffs that we can put on our heart and keep us from hearing distinctly what it is that God's telling us. We get to thinking that we can do this life on our own, that we can do it well, and then we find out we can't. 
And so we keep trying to do it well on our own, and we find that life doesn't work out so well. And we find that we start trying to ask God for things or get some direction from God, and we can't figure out which way God's leading us because our pride has gotten so big and so consuming of who we are, we just can't hear what God's saying. So the first step to recognizing God's voice and hearing it clearly is admitting that we cannot earn our salvation on our own. We can't do this life on our own. We are sinners, God is not, and we need God's grace. Therefore, once we recognize that we've experienced the grace of God through His Son, Jesus Christ, once we recognize that we are not perfect and God loves us anyway, we can begin to get our hearts ready to hear God's voice. We have to recognize our need for God's grace and then allow that grace to transform our lives from the inside out. Now, another big hurdle that keeps us from being able to hear God's voice clearly is when we withhold forgiveness from someone else. When we have been done wrong by another person and we hold a grudge against them, we're placing a higher priority on holding a grudge against that other person than we are on reflecting God's love and mercy to another person. And if we're doing that, we shouldn't be surprised when we can't hear what it is that God's trying to tell to us. We have to forgive one another. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to let, one another, let, let other people walk all over us. But it does mean that so many times we end up holding petty grudges against each other, and we really don't need to do that. These petty grudges end up creating problems for us and creating problems for other people. They end up making it so that we cannot reflect God's love the way that we need to do it. So God's grace redeems us and transforms us so that we can be in a right relationship with God and each other. And the second step, this is the second step, forgiveness, of getting our hearts ready to hear the voice of God. So we have to recognize our need for grace. We have to forgive those people that have done wrong to us. And thirdly, we have to love God so much that we love every single person He created, no matter who they are or what they have done. If we can love like that, if we can place our love of other people above our own selfishness, then we might find that our own wills are being transformed and conformed to the will of God. And if we can do these three things, if we can accept God's grace, if we can forgive other people, and if we can love so strongly our God that it spills over into us loving other people that way, our hearts will be in a position to hear the voice of God clearly and very loud, even when He whispers it. And if we want to experience God through our voice of hearing, we're going to have to deal with our hearts instead of focusing so much on dealing with our ears. Our ears are only going to hear God in part. But so often God speaks on a different level. God's voice will find a way to cut through all of the other noise. We've just got to learn how to listen. Now, if you're looking for some ways that you can practice listening with your heart, Start by praying. Spend time in prayer every day. Try to spend a little more time every day than you did the day before in prayer. Talk to God. But make sure that when you pray, you're not just doing all of the talking. If you want to hear God speak, you've got to give Him a chance to do the speaking. You've got to do some listening. And that's okay. It'll feel a little weird, but it's just the way we have to start doing this. We can do some talking, that's good, but we've got to do listening too when we pray. Another way to practice is to spend a little time in Scripture. Spend more time in Scripture than you usually do. It's kind of like lifting weights. Sometimes reading the Bible can be difficult, just like lifting weights. 
sometimes you'll hit a, a, a passage in Scripture that doesn't seem to make any sense. And it's tough to keep plowing through that. Find a spotter. Find someone who can help you lift that weight. Find someone who can help you dig through that Scripture that you may not have understood before. And if you push yourself, if you push a little harder every day in trying to dig through Scripture that you weren't able to understand the day before with the help of someone else, that's how you'll grow. And you'll find that your relationship with God is growing and your relationship with other people is also growing through that. So push yourself when you read God's Word. Finally, if you really want to hear God speak, if you really want to hear the voice of God, look for people who need to experience hope and love. Look for people who need to experience God. I have heard God speak a lot at Santa Hatchie this past month. God did a lot of speaking to young people, to older people, to all of the people who were involved in that. I've heard God speak in parking lots in Florence over the last year. I've heard God speak in Costa Rica and Kentucky. I've heard God speak a lot when I have engaged in mission to His people. When I have chosen to engage in a relationship with His children, God has spoken clearly to me, and I've heard that He has spoken clearly to His other people who have engaged in that same sort of mission. So, do you really want to hear what God has to say? Do you really want to hear what God has to say? If so... Find a way to love His children, and you'll find a way to love Him.